it's like it's I think it just consumes every single day of your life like even though like the numbers aren't being reported as they should or like even though it's not like the central conversation piece there hasn't been a day since the pandemic started that the pandemic didn't come up or you didn't think about it even if it was for <laughs> like a second right think about it that's two years plus that every single day this thing has come up so mm-hmm. if it doesn't come up in a conversation like I am not mad about it mm-hmm. because like why we're tired we're tired yeah I'm also curious to just know how other parts of the world are like taking it on now because I mean it looks like travels open back up like I know a lot of my friends are making use of that and like I know a lot of people traveling right now and like all right hi everybody we are back with another episode of Chai in our 20s my name is Pallavi and my name is Sharon. And hi, everyone. I know it's been quite some time, hasn't it, Follow <laughs> A little bit. Like, you know, to find time. Time and space is just, you know, relative. <laughs> Honestly, a blink of an eye, though. I'm not going to lie. I think we all needed it because... For good reasons. For good reasons. <laughs> um, you want to spill the beans? You want to spill the tea? Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about a certain um, pandemonia that's been mm-hmm. happening. And basically, we're going to talk about COVID and <laughs> how over the past few weeks, Sharon has been recovering from COVID. I got it back at the end of December, start of January. So we're just going to talk about our experiences because for some reason, like not enough people are talking about it. We know mm-hmm. so many people who've gotten it. It's this shameful thing. Mm-hmm. Um And I think there is a chance even beyond the protection that you might get it, right? Like just, there's too much going on, you know, like back Mm -hmm. in December, January, everybody and their mother had it to the point Mm -hmm. where we had a lockdown. Again, these past few weeks, everybody and their mother is contracting COVID. Yeah. And part of that is the mask mandates being removed because you can keep a mask on, but if everybody around you doesn't, then it doesn't really benefit us. But we'll get into all of the juicy details uh, right after we talk about what we're drinking. Oh my goodness. So I am drinking a classic glass of water today. Me Um, too. (laughs) Wait, actually. We're changed. This experience has (laughs) created a a new healthy identity for us. A little bit of a pivot, huh? You know, we got to stay hydrated. Um, so it's just boring old water, but I mean, you know what? I can't say it's boring because water is what got me through everything as well. So shout out to H2O. Um, (laughs) Hey, that was a great show as well. Oh my God. Never watched it, but I believe you. Um, what I will say is that water isn't water when you put like a mint leaf in it and a few drops of like lemon lemon juice. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that or a slice of lemon. Yeah. Okay, like grind that like mint leaf in there not grind what's the um proper terminology muddle thank you miss cocktail over here <laughs> I'm, honestly uh sure um <laughs> but so so we'll talk about that and then we'll also kind of you know talk about the the bigger picture stuff like mm-hmm. you know what it all means and yeah. 
what have we learned through our experiences and also why it's important to talk about this because part of raising awareness is talking about it instead of just like shoving it under the rug and like forgetting that mm-hmm. you ever contracted COVID like remember those moments right you like exactly. couldn't sleep so you don't try to get yeah. it not again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like so I think one part for me like okay I'm gonna kick it off um mm-hmm. So my experience was a little different, I guess, to the average person, like in today's time, right? Because the way media makes it seem is that, you know, like it's milder, like a lot milder. And yes, the symptoms are milder, but I think everyone is still reacting to it differently. And there's also that part where I didn't realize there's like 30 plus new symptoms as well, right? So it's not your regular symptoms that we saw in 2020, so, you know, like now people have the runs, like there's other things that are like also, I guess, as the variants are also mutating, you know, the symptoms are also changing. So um, I know for me personally, like the symptoms were, I, I, I was talking to my friend about it too. And like him and I shared pretty much like the similar like symptoms and the same amount of like recovery as well, like or time like needed where it was like, he was like, you know, like I was feeling out for like at least 10 to 11 days as well. And I was like, so it was interesting because hearing that made me feel a little bit better because in my head, I was like, why am I not recovering as quickly as everyone else? Like, cause everyone else kept telling me, you know, like by day three, you'll be good. And I was like, I am not sounding any better. Neither am I feeling any better until like, it did take me a bit longer than I'd say like other people right now. But then knowing that my friend also got it, I think like also, this friend doesn't even live in this province, but so like that made me also realize like, you know, there are people outside of here who are also kind of experiencing similar things, but I guess it's just not spoken about. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I think that right. was, and that was like part of it as well. Right. So, um, but I was fortunate enough where I had, you know, people around me such as you and definitely several others who kind of gave me quite a bit of a nudge. To be like, hey, you don't sound good. Take some rest, you know? You need to chill out, you know? Like, I was like, you need to, like, relax a little. Like, you're doing too much for the state that you're in. And I just want to put, like, a quick disclaimer here that we're talking about how the experiences were for us. Exactly. You know, whether it was mild or not for us Us. or me. So this might not be the experience of everybody Mm -hmm. out there. COVID is a serious condition. There are people experiencing symptoms that go beyond two, three weeks and so talk to your physician, talk to a healthcare provider. These are our experiences. This is our journey. So yeah, like- for sure. And I, I think what I also want to like, you know, exactly what you said is like, there are still people again in the ICU. My friend, she is currently doing her placement in the ICU. She told me last week that a mother who was pregnant, like 10 weeks passed away because of COVID. Oh so this is again, very much real, right? So that being said, like, you know, I, I believe you and I are both like boosted as well, right? And like, and obviously like I do still think that like the vaccine did help in terms of like, you know, the symptom management a bit, quite a bit. But that being said, you can't get rid of tired. You know, I was talking to like a physician this week and the one thing like, cause he also got COVID and he was telling me, he's like, you can't get rid of being tired. Like you can't get rid of the fatigue. Like it's just something that you have to let your body to go through. And, you know, this is where I guess like that, aspect of being empathetic and understanding of like you know that brain fog all those things it's real <laughs> like you know I know people talk about it but it's like in your head you're gonna just be like no like whatever like I'm sure it's fine like I can push through but I think the key piece being here like listen to your body like at the end of the day like 
your body's fighting something that you don't fully know what's going on inside. So it's like, be patient, I think would be the key part that I had to like, that was part of my experience was just kind of being patient with myself um, and just recognizing that it's okay. So I know um, I didn't probe too much on your experience, but what was it like for you? Um, I was one of those people who said it's only bad for two, three days. (laughs) So you were definitely referring to me. Um, I think everybody's body's different and you're going to react differently, you know, to whatever infection your body's fighting. Um, but I think it was pretty bad for like, I would say it came on really, really quickly. It wasn't like Mm -hmm. something that built up over the span of a week, literally, like I felt kind of something in my throat, uh, Mm -hmm. one night, the next morning I woke up and I was like, um, oh my God, I want to lay here. Yeah. And it was pretty bad for, I would say like a day or two. And then it started to get better. But as you said, the fatigue persisted. Um, and so I was fortunate because it was like the winter break and like the mm-hmm. week coming in, like usually things are very slow right. and I have workplace. that was like, you need to, you could chill out. There's nothing for you to do here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to like have that time off. It wasn't that, you know, work was crazy or like anything at work was really going on. Cause everything had been done before the winter break and then, um, got sick like the last week of the winter break and then coming in again, like everything was starting up really slowly. Um, so I was fortunate in that, like systematically I was right. like resting and like, facing the fatigue and everything but it was but like my whole family got it at the same time right like in the past we hadn't um in the past my brother had gotten it like Mm -hmm. the year it had come out because he worked retail and we literally put him in his room and didn't Mm -hmm. let him leave for 10 days and nobody else got it right right so it works like good Mm -hmm. ventilation isolation isolation works works. like no in the same house right we're obviously privileged enough that he has his own room and bathroom like i recognize that if you're sharing it's it's a lot harder so much harder but like if you are able to isolate and you think you've been exposed and like you test positive even on an antigen test like test again because those tests are a little bit like there's evidence out there that's like you may you need to retest yourself if you feel Mm -hmm. you have it test whether it's positive or negative isolate test again and see the next day yeah it was was a lot of testing and you know what you brought up another part of it I think that's the mental game that was different is isolation is 100% the way to go but I don't think we recognize how much of the mental like isolation is hard it's really hard like isolating yourself like that I mean I think the difference is also because like you know at least your brother like again was like he knew that there were people around him like for me like I didn't have people around me so Mm -hmm. it was a lot of FaceTime like for sure like that helped quite a bit um or like it would just be me knocked out and like someone on FaceTime beside me but regardless it was just like you know knowing that someone's like somewhat there but um I'd say isolation definitely played a game a little bit of a role into it in terms of just like you start feeling it a lot more like as you like absolutely like you feel tired like you know like a weekend where you like just decide not to leave the house or the bed like if you've ever had one of those in your life like you feel fatigued out of just laying in bed for a long period of time and I think even if like we're all going through this pandemic and we're all you know not meeting there's a lockdown you're you still go on walks outside Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you still go to the grocery store like you still do those things in the span of two weeks that like right. keep you going mentally. Right. So I definitely agree. I think the mental toll is um is and there's a also lot. like and there's also like a sense of fear, right? Like a sense of fear of like, oh my God, I don't want to give this to anyone else. Oh my goodness, I don't want to like give this to anyone yeah. that I love. Like so there's also that constant fear of you know being like, no, I'm not gonna like 
risk it. Like I'm going to spend another week of just like isolating just to be like, just to be hundred percent safe. Like, you know what I mean? Or at least like that's, that was mentality I went with at least. But, um, I know, I guess like the, another aspect of it was just like, I was thinking about was not only the isolation, but overall, just like, you know, <laughs> I think the aspect of people looking at you differently, but also like, you know, in the sense of like the whole contact tracing part, right? Like since the mandate's been like lifted i think that's the other thing too like this all kind of happened as soon as all the mandates lifted like no mask mandates no more like vaccine checks before entering a restaurant or whatever right so that's how we got into our sixth wave and then like okay i might be jumping into conclusions but i mean this is like this is kind of where i from what i have seen it seems to have been a little bit of a correlation call it maybe i don't know mm-hmm. um but i was thinking was like you know before we, were, we had the whole contact tracing. Now it's not as important, right? So it's like, it's very much so like, you have to text the people that you are around or, you know, and just kind of like play a quick game of puzzle. But like, we're fortunate enough where it's like, I do have a lot of people who I like either hung out with or whatever, they're all within the healthcare system. So like, they know right away to be like, hey, by the way, I did come in contact with this person. So it's like, test yourself, like, you know, like, so I think it really at this point, in time, it really does come down to yourself and how aware you are and how much you want to let the other person know. Because, you know, if someone didn't let me know that, hey, by the way, I came in contact with someone positive, you might have been exposed, then I wouldn't have known, right? So I think, like, I am thankful that people are still doing that, even though, like, I public health isn't as much. Yeah, and that's why, like, you really speak to why empathy is important in this situation. I think empathy can disarm people. Like, right. compassion honestly disarms people. I heard that on a true crime podcast. So, like, <laughs> I didn't make this up. Like, I, I'm going to give them credit. But it, it's true, right? Empathy can disarm people. And because of that, people might be more likely to actually listen to one another and actually express that they've gotten it versus if you're, mm-hmm. like, shaming people mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. being, like, you got COVID, like, you're the worst person ever like everybody's getting it at the moment that doesn't mean you should get it like I don't mm-hmm. mean it in like but, that way I, but like the mind the mind shift has changed you're right like you know people are way more aware to like let you know that hey there's been a potential exposure here just you know maybe isolate or test yourself just FYI right so it's like something really cool that happened when I went to New York uh-huh. was when I got there just context I traveled a little bit like to the <laughs> states you know like I went there for conference and like stopped in New York um we needed that we needed we needed that I lived by Kira also like I know you did I was like giving you updates on yes. all the adventures and reckless <laughs> decisions I made um and I came back they weren't that reckless they were not that reckless <laughs> um I don't know but we um I came back and I tested myself twice and I was negative. So I was like, I'm, I'm fine. Um, yeah. But, and again, that was because of the protection, the social distancing, mm-hmm. the masks, mm-hmm. even if they said not to wear masks. Um, okay. So what I was going to say was that when I went to New York, like I got an, um, like a Apple health notification that said that you can like get notified if you've been exposed. And it wasn't like a different app, like the Canadian government tried to do. And I think it kind of failed because I didn't really see people getting it too much. It was like right on Apple Health. It had like something that added by the New York state that was like COVID exposure notification, which I thought was so, so cool. Wait, we have that on our iOS right now. I think you should turn it off. I never got the notification for it until I landed in the state. Oh, interesting. So So I didn't know about it. Maybe it automatically turns on Wait, there. Let me see. I'm so uneducated right now. Because I mean, where I, are we? 
So if you go straight into your settings on your iOS, right? Oh. And scroll down, it says exposure notifications. Scroll down. Where? So, I mean, mine's like right beside like the emergency SOS. Oh my gosh, you're right. I had never, I've never seen it. Well, it shows you what the active regions are. Does Toronto, is Toronto on there for you? Oh, I need to turn it on. I haven't turned mine on. Oh my goodness. <laughs> See, it shows me available regions for me and it was Maryland because I was there, New York and DC. Let's see if we can add Toronto. Okay, crazy. Wow, this All turned right. into like a crazy region. Has an exp- <gasps> How come I didn't know this? Yeah, I feel yeah, so yeah. dumb. Do no, you know this? I don't, I, it, like that's the thing. iOS had made this update. So I was like, hold on. This is crazy, but it's not adding. I try to add it and it doesn't add. I think that's why, like, I remember like playing around with it too. So I don't know. Not if- me like having an epiphany. Hey, I mean, we learn something new every time we talk. So that's why we're here. Um, um, yeah, I'm going to sound so dumb. <laughs> like just figured out this exposure. <laughs> but like I hadn't ever gotten a notification from Apple or Apple? like my phone until I landed. And I was like, this is so cool. I'm going to sign up. And it was the only one that added. Like the other regions are there, but none of them are like active. Active? Exposure notifications, which I wasn't able to add Toronto right now either, either. So I don't know. Hmm. Interesting privacy laws but, yeah honestly pro- honestly probably um but I guess you know during your times like of I guess for you like you were you like you said you were able to kind of it was during winter break so it was it was a solid time I think a topic that I kind of wanted to like dive into with this experience was you know why is it so hard for us to take rest even when we're sick or, you know, why do we feel like we, I don't know, like, you know, like we shouldn't. Or... It's the way we're raised. Like, let me tell you, like my ankle has been like busted and I refuse mm-hmm. to see a physician because the way I was raised was you deal with it. Like you mm-hmm. don't go to the doctor because you feel a little sniffle. Yeah. You tough it out. Like we don't do Advil. We don't do like, we just don't do like that many medications either. Like, you know, like that is some true. people just that is like, true. pop a pill. It's like, I have a little bit of a headache. I'm just going to like take an Advil or like on oh, my period, I'm just going to take a bit of an Advil. Like, that's just not how I was raised. hundred um, percent. My mom will be like, what do you mean? You're just taking an Advil. Why are you taking an Advil? Like, I'm, I'm like, you're actually fine. in pain though. <laughs> and they'll be like, um, you shouldn't be on your phone. <laughs> it's your phone. <laughs> you're on TikTok too much. <laughs> Stop. That's actually so Why is that all our parents? <laughs> um, I kid, you know, I kid, but um, the idea is that you're right, right? And that it's so hard to kind of like stop working and it's so hard to like come face to face with having to take from the healthcare system. And maybe because mm-hmm. we're like born in a society that's more communal in terms mm-hmm. of its living mm-hmm. and it's not this individualistic society where it's always like me first like I have a little bit of a problem I'm going to go address it which is a fair thing to do because we all pay taxes right. for the healthcare system right but there is kind of a difference in thinking in terms of like resources like mm-hmm. I think about resources anytime I'm trying to access a physician I'm like probably somebody else probably needs it more if my ankle hurts today it'll be fine in two weeks I promise um, <laughs> you there's so many people out there who don't think like the way that you do right there that's pretty dope not gonna lie but also at the same time, I mean, girl, go get your ankle checked out. <laughs> also, we're in our 20s. So a part of me is also like, realistically, mm-hmm. very little can go wrong right now. Like, it would be a different story if I was in my 50s, 60s, 70s. Like, 
maybe even 80s if I live that long. But like right now, I just think about the fact that we're young, we're like relatively healthy, like there's nothing wrong on a consistent basis. Like just like feeling in tune with my body. And, you know, like I feel like sometimes when I got COVID, I was like, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I was in tune and I said, um, yeah, this isn't normal, but I feel pretty fine. And I think that maybe goes into it too. Yeah. I mean, this brings for a great topic for like, I think the next time that we can talk about um, on another episode, but I was thinking was like, you know, what you just mentioned to me about like, you know, being young and feeling healthy and things like that. I think that also brings though like a bias towards clinicians when they assess someone who's young because you know you could be coming and presenting or trying to say like hey something's not right you know but then okay this is speaking from personal experience I've had a specialist tell me um you're young you're fine but I was like sir I'm here for a reason (laughs) like you know what I mean I was like one of those situations like so like that can get a little scary because it's like you know sometimes it again obviously this is where you know I think there are a lot of like there are a lot of layers to that type of situation but that being said we are in our 20s you know but regardless at the end of the day our health is very much so important so you know like like you said you're in tune with your body when you felt like something was wrong you got to listen to it and I think the other part of this was like you know us growing up around the society that we did with parents and aunts and uncles who really didn't take a day off right like they very much so were like they like you said they did toughen it up but it was also like Mm -hmm. I think because there was a need where it was like they couldn't use that sick day because they needed the income right so like there was also that part as well where they were like okay it's either I take this day off and lose a paycheck or like you know or like I work through this day so there is that aspect to it so like you know when you kind of like grow up seeing that side of things too it's like wait why am I taking a day off like what right so I mean although although now it's like it's kind of being able to again this comes from a place of privilege and you know we're acknowledging that that we can take a day off or like several days off right need be or whatever but growing up and not being able to see that I think also influences our decisions that we're making today you know and I think that also plays onto a role of feeling guilty or you know maybe like feeling lost and then like it can be a little scary spiral that you start going down right you're just like I don't know about you but I had like a mini existential crisis during my time where I literally was just like what is my purpose in life like what am I supposed to be doing again like one of those like conversations that I just decided to have with myself but that's okay what else were you going to do for 10 days <laughs> while isolating? And I have to definitely like, just want to reiterate the point around that multiple job, like people had multiple jobs, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or like immig- the immigrant experience inherently, like I grew up in a part of the city that was very heavily populated with immigrant families. And I saw mm-hmm. that growing up, right. Mm-hmm. Working two jobs. My dad worked two jobs uh, for a while and that hard work that went into it. And that really like that like inadvertently trickles down you know like our parents never told us not to take a day off but like there's something mentally that translates and I don't know how to explain it and I remember like for the first time um I took like a day off or like I submitted a day off for like a Monday and I was Mm -hmm. honestly just like helping somebody move it wasn't like yeah it wasn't because I was sick but they were like it was like a Florida day and then my boss was like are you okay like you've never taken like he literally texted me Mm. saying like 
okay, you never take days off. So something must be wrong given that you haven't like said anything. And I was like, no, I just needed to know I had to tell you. And also I think there's this whole series of articles um, that are coming out talking about how like working from home makes it more difficult for people to take Mm. like days off because Mm. you can't physically see it, right? Like before, if you would have a cold, yeah, you're going to come and spread it here. But now if you have a cold and you can function, why do you need a day off? Right. Um, But I'm also a firm firm believer of mental health days like it doesn't always have to be a physical ailment like if you're just like mentally not feeling good to that because you're not going to perform well you're not you're not doing service yeah yeah, you're not doing service to anyone at that point um I think it's just being able to deal with that like with whatever that guilt feeling that you're going through and just a acknowledging it and then be reminding yourself that you're so deserving of some time because at the end of the day, man, like you're like, this is part of your life. Like, you know, this is, you want to be like, this is a tough time. And I think that's the other thing where it's like, we're trying so hard and we're doing a good job. Like me included, like, you know, just trying to bring that feeling of normalcy back into things. And like, you know, like, but it's like every time we try, like another wave happens, you know, it's like, oh my God. It, yeah. it, I think, I think that's the other thing. It's like, you're kind of going through that constant like I don't know back and forth I like I don't know how else to explain it I was gonna say I don't think I've seen you since last year (laughs) and that like yeah like that's what like it was probably like literally that's what I was thinking about you know like since we hung out even so like there's that aspect as well like I don't know it's just it makes me excited though like I was so excited to see family again for Easter or like you know just like I was like please like you know be okay by that and like tiny little things like that and like so it's like a part of me is of course like earning for like company and like you know seeing people in person again and then it's like a constant battle of me being like when are things gonna get worse again like you know like it's just like it's trying not so like trying not to jump ahead but at the same time it's like okay well enjoy summer as much as we can before you know god knows what's gonna happen again and it's like how do we break from like this cycle of like constantly thinking like that too right like it's like how do we separate ourselves from feeling like this is i don't know feeling like this isn't reality like at the same time focusing on our own goals and make purposes and like you know how do we realign again what it is that we wanted to do and we want to achieve or it's like how like I don't know like exactly like what is I don't know can we even quantify like I don't know like taking a break like (laughs) I don't know there's just so many parts of this where I'm just like question mark question mark like I know obviously now a lot of people want people to come back into office right so like especially here in Toronto like we're seeing that's a more common thing and it's like I know people are uncomfortable because we don't know what the vaccination rates are of like all the employees coming back in. So that makes people feel uneasy, right? And like, I don't know, like what's considered ethical, what's considered fair anymore? Like there's just so many blurry lines. why? Like, why do you need, if I'm still getting the work done, like all you should be concerned with is getting the job done, right? So like, why do you need me to physically be here? In fact, you should focus on more remote learning downsize or like not remote learning, sorry, remote work and downsize Mm -hmm. and not pay rent and overhead. (laughs) Like you literally don't pay for anybody's overhead, right? Like when they work from home. So Mm -hmm. what is, what's going on? I don't know. And like, that's the thing, right? Like, I think that's a whole other debate on its own too, because we can be like, I can see there like being benefit to like, if you're doing like 
if you're having people come in, I think my thing was like, don't have them come in to just do desk work. Like if you're having them come in, make sure it's like for collaborative reasons, you're gonna do all your like brainstorming, like those type of meetings, get that done out of the way. Maybe de- like, I hope that's what people are doing. I, I have no idea, but I'm assuming like if you're gonna have a day of them coming in, it's gonna be like teamwork, whatever, team building, maybe creative sessions, that kind of thing. But like, if you're asking people to just come in to do desk work, that's where I'm kind of like, that can be done at home. So even then, I don't know. a lot of meetings can happen online. A lot of meetings Absolutely. don't need to happen, actually. <laughs> they can be an email, so. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> No, like that's absolutely true too. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, the future holds in that sense as well. But I think overall, I'd, from our like experiences, I'd say it's just basically, or at least my experience is like, you know, your health comes first. Don't be like, I guess, like neglecting that. And it's okay to take time and don't compare your like healing process or your recovery mm-hmm. process. I think that's the other part is like, you know, like, I know we're hearing different things and like people have different expectations of like, you know, how long it's going to take me to recover versus someone else to recover. Like try your best not to like compare yourself and just listen to your body and what your body needs. Um, Cause at the end of the day, like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, you can also get this more than once. And I think also yeah. like not forgetting that this virus is still very much so in a lie. Like as much as we're trying to like get back into society, get back into being quote unquote normal, like, I think it's still important to remember that, you know, people are still falling sick. People are still in the ICU. People are still passing away. So like, you know, keeping that in the back of your mind is it's okay. Like, you know, it's okay to still like take time out. It's okay to be like, all right, this world isn't doing okay still. Like there's still a lot going on. Like we don't always have to be happy. We don't always have to be like, you know, upbeat. And it's, I think that's fine. Um. So on the line of like, feeling the need to be working even though you weren't feeling your best right um did you feel the need to do more after when you did come back Mm, yes and no like personally sure but honestly I have a pretty like my team really helped me like so like everyone kind of just jumped in to be like hey don't worry like will also help you with this. So I think that's what allowed me to also kind of like be super grateful and thankful because I was like, I didn't feel as overwhelmed, but like internally, like obviously like (laughs) we're all the same. Like we're very much so like we want to be perfectionist or whatever. Like, you know, sometimes we try that way, but I think recognizing and realizing that like sometimes you just need to know the reality and accept it and be okay with it. So I like, I think for me personally, like it was different in that sense. So I, I was okay coming back it was fine I think ultimately at the end of the day it's like the lasting effects of it are also not spoken of too much because I feel like like we said right like you know like yeah like we're all negative now and like you know we don't we can't spread it but that's not to say that like you know like sometimes like if you sleep on your side for example you might not be able to fully breathe and like you know you might have to sleep on your back there are different things that like you're noticing more like or i know you were saying like you got like winded going on a walk sometimes and i'm like lol me too (laughs) so i'm like i don't know if it's because i was inactive i don't know if it was because gyms would open and close and open and close Mm -hmm. yeah Um, but yeah not great No, and that, and that's fine. I think that's like one of those things where I'm like, okay. And it wasn't even like that was the other thing. Like I was talking, I was thinking about. It. I was like, a couple of my friends didn't even tell me. Like I mean, okay, 
truth be told, like they're not within my vicinity of like them having to like tell me that they got it. But it was like, when I was like, when we're talking and it came up and I was like, and then they were telling me about their symptoms. I was like, oh my God, I had the same symptoms as you too. Like, wow, why did I think that this was only me? Like, you know? So it was like one of those things where I was just like, man, if we all just kind of talked about it again a little bit more, that would be great. But like, I feel like we're not talking about it as much as we did maybe a year ago. Or that could be- traumatic. Like, why do we want to talk about this? Fair. No, you're right. You're right. You're era so- that we're in. It's like, it's, I think it just consumes every single day of your life. Like, even though like the numbers aren't being reported as they should, or like, even though it's not like the central conversation piece, there hasn't been a day since the pandemic started that the pandemic didn't come up where you didn't think about it. Even if it was for <laughs> like a second, right? Think about it. That's two years plus that every single day this thing has come up. So mm-hmm. if it doesn't come up in a conversation, like I am not mad about it mm-hmm. because like why we're tired at this point? we're tired yeah i'm also curious to just know how other parts of the world are like taking it on now because i mean it looks like travels open back up like i know a lot of my friends are making use of that and like i know a lot of people traveling right now and like by god's grace like they're all safe and it's good and it looks fine like they all seem to be healthy it all seems to be like okay in the majority of those areas so like I don't know. I like, I'm like, okay, maybe this is something that we're all just kind of learning how to cope with and live with. And just maybe just being a little bit more showing each other a little bit more grace. And then I think that's all we can do at the end of the day. Like what's the long-term plan here? Does anybody have a long-term plan? Because we were talking about this before about how it's been like, you were talking about the cyclical nature of everything, how things would open up, they would close, Mm -hmm, they would mm -hmm. open up, they would close. Um, and how like, you're thinking of like enjoying the summer before things shut down. There's almost this sense of like, it's going to come to an end because of the way it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of it is because the system's reactionary, right? Like the system reacted and shut down in January, things opened back up in February. And now we're not even reporting the right numbers. Right. We're not, we're not being proactive. It's very like, if you don't see it, does it really exist? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this Damn. is a philosophical question. This is the allegory of the cave <laughs> happening in real life. In real time. Yeah. Genuinely. That's actually... You got me thinking there. Yeah. If you see it, is it there? If there are a few people who are coming in and like if somebody goes out of the cave and sees what the reality is and is coming in and saying there is more to it like are you realistically going to believe that person and the same mm-hmm. applies to like a lot of other like social issues that exist I feel yeah I'll be honest though like okay so one thing I did notice per se is that like or maybe it's because it's like more populated like downtown um a lot of people are still wearing masks like and I think it's like something that we've just gotten used to and really don't care to like not wear it so it's like one of those things where it's like I don't think you're looked at differently for wearing it for example um, whereas I know, like, you know, people have been telling me, like, people who go to, like, in the suburban areas, like, suburban cities, or, like, you know, like, go, they go to a Costco, like, nobody's wearing a mask inside anymore. And it's, like, a couple people are, but, like, if you are wearing a mask, you're looked at weirdly. So it's interesting to see even just within, like, the GTA area, for example, right? There's a difference in terms of just, like, you know, where you see a higher density or population of people wearing masks than where you don't. And I'm curious to know what that reason is, but it also could just be that, like, you know, cases were always the highest here in the city. So like people have always just been very much a lot more high alert. And like now it's to a point where it's like, yeah, we don't care. We're just going to wear our mask. There's I don't a know. lot of visitors too, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's the density aspect, but as tourism opens back up, there's a lot of like 
visitors versus like who's gonna come to a small town that has like less than 30,000 people like <laughs> to like tour here, you know? Yeah. Um, so I do think there's that difference in terms of like who you can get exposed to. I feel like here there's always a sense of safety. Not that people don't wear it and I don't feel judged for wearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am seeing kind of like something that the change that I noticed that was significant to me was that at the gym, they would have like each person would get like individual spray bottles and like a rag. So right. you would go machine to machine, you would clean it. So they took that away. And now it's just like the common wipe that you get and you wipe your machine. And I'm seeing people wipe machines less and less. And like, there's oh. really no regulation anymore ever since like mm-hmm. the mask mandate and everything got removed. Although like employees are still wearing their masks and stuff. Yeah. I do think like to me, that is something that could have been permanent, like systematically speaking, because even if it's not COVID, it's the flu or it's another kind of and like a regular cold and like, you know, during yeah. Winter, so like, like, wh- like what was wrong with that? Right. Mm-hmm. I think like giving people the choice to wipe before and after with that doesn't really hurt anybody. So mm-hmm. to me, it was kind of one of those things where I think things have come out of this from like a hygiene perspective, similar mm-hmm. to what we might've seen like a hundred years ago. Um, there was okay so i don't remember what like disease this was Mm -hmm. but out of this disease came the use of masks in like healthcare settings oh that wasn't something that was like a no-brainer to people i Mm. think the same way we have to start looking at masks right Mm -hmm. where they are Mm -hmm. coming out of this as something that is normalized um and you know there were people and cultures that have promoted mask wearing far before absolutely ever happened and i think right I'll be honest, like I would look at some people and I'd be like, mm-hmm. what is the reason? Like, it's not that deep. But like now I'm like, they were onto something. To wrap this up, because I'm super curious. I know you had a little bit of the travel bug. So can you let everyone know what your favorite, I guess, city that you visited? Because you visited a couple spots. Mm-hmm. And I would like to know why. And also the food portion of it. Where do you think was the best spot for food and what you enjoyed the most? Okay. Um, this might be cheesy, but pizza in New York. Okay. All right. You know, different. Was it hitting? Um, it was good. It was much better than here. And they had like a lot more authentic places than I personally see here. Like just every street corner or blocks as they would call it. Every block Mm. would have like a pizza spot or like a coffee spot. And I was like, this is so good. Like culturally, like I can see myself thriving in New York. Although Mm -hmm. before I went and after I went, there were incidents like of mass harm to people. So I guess like maybe I'm not cut out to live there but like very city girl vibe it was really fun um so New York was just fun like I have family there so I was very fortunate in that they would like they live in Queens so they would like drive us into Manhattan when we wanted to like see uh but then I had my own day on one of the days where I decided I would just like take the subway and like I walked through New York like all of Okay. Manhattan region, I think. Like I went from Battery Park all the way up to Central Park and I walked it all because I wanted to walk through all of the neighborhoods. I love um, that. And immerse myself. And I like dressed accordingly. I dressed like a Brooklyn girl (laughs) so nobody would mess with me. (laughs) That's what we love to hear. But if I had to pick my favorite city, I love Washington, D.C. Okay. I can see myself thriving in Washington because it's like city, but it's not city. Like it's city, city, but it's not New mm-hmm. York City, you know? And Got honestly, it. Okay. like it was just culturally immersive. Like you could go, a lot of places are like, you could just like walk into museums. And okay, like I have a beef to pick with 
Toronto and Canada in general. Like you go to the Met, it's donation based. So you can like go in for five bucks or you could go in for zero dollars. Like you literally mm. don't even have to donate a big sum. The Smithsonian, like all of the art galleries, institutions are free. And like we're out here in Canada paying, like I'm from the city. I grew up in the city. Like any Canadian should get free access. I would, I would just like to say the ROM is doing free access every Tuesday, I believe. Um, or third Tuesday of the month. That's so, so specific. The Met is always <laughs> donation based. Okay. Okay. All right. But the money Smithsonian wise, who has the always money? free. Who has the money? The government has money. Okay. Like they want my money from the tax season. So all I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying is that like, I just feel like if you want people to be more cultured and immerse themselves in the culture, you need to make the culture accessible. I'm not paying $25 to go to any museum that's in my city. No offense. Like I grew up in Toronto. I've been there once. I'm not going to go again. But if it was something that you could like. Also, AGO is free if you're 25 and under. FYI. Not me plugging in all these places. <laughs> not you being an ambassador for the city of Toronto. <laughs> but uh, Washington was my favorite. But of like, course. okay, they had these scooters. I know like allegedly other cities like Toronto have it, but I haven't seen it. But like they had these electric scooters that you would uh-huh. just like scan your app. And oh, I was a like, menace yes. to society. Okay. Like you it was very like they see me rolling they hating like Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. was like playing in my head the whole time um so I absolutely loved Washington and I lived out my scandal fantasy that's all people need to know that I wore like the pants as Kerry Washington would and I got a picture on the bench which was the whole reason I went to Washington (sighs) oh my goodness honest to god that sounds like a time and also I was gonna say girl will, will you will do the scooter thing down here it is here yes i'll see you in a couple weeks and we will (laughs) scooter our way through the city and like honestly all of this without having like data or phone service like i would just hotspot off of people the smithsonian institutes would just give me wi-fi okay i'm impressed that is very impressive actually the the new york metro like for some reason i got connected to it like when i went to the city and then like when I would walk above it I would still be connected to their wi-fi and there are so many like cafes and spots like it's so dense yeah that I would just have free wi-fi walking the streets and I was like wow I have truly outdone myself by being a solo traveler to this like yeah I'm not gonna lie we definitely don't have free wi-fi access like the way America does I will I know like they have like random parks that have free wi-fi and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> please give it to us but yes. i'm excited to be in my travel era i will be going to other places stay tuned stay tuned. i don't want to disclose <laughs> yeah. i'm going gonna, to place say. next month and then i will People. be going to another state and a couple of cities in that state on the west coast um you can guess where that is because i see myself thriving there um and yeah yeah, I know you guys can't see me, but I have a big grin on my face because I'm just super happy right now hearing this. <laughs> I'm just going to drag you with me to one of these trips. Um, Absolutely. I would like to be dragged. So once I left, I was like, wait, why did mm. I never leave? Because I've never been a traveler. Yeah. Per se. Yeah. But yeah. now I am like, I don't want to be at home. Like this whole pandemic. So I know someone personally who would just they work from home. So they would just go to different cities and Airbnb for like a month or two and immerse themselves. Yeah, I think that's the smartest thing to do, honestly, from what I'm hearing. But um, yeah, so with that being said, um, genuinely glad that we were able to kick this off and just be real and kind of fill everyone in on what's, I was about to say, what's guanin, 
Oh, no. Very is this like very Toronto of you? Yeah, it is. It is extremely. Um, um, but, you know, so just kind of fill everyone in on what's going on and that we are happy to be back and that we are excited. Um, we have some things coming, hopefully, our way, you know, more sunshine. Collaborators. So, exactly, exactly. So, you know, with sunshine comes a little bit more motivation, comes a little bit more great conversations and like always we just want to make sure that we're being as authentic as we can be and you know just spread some real talk and spill the chai because that's what we're here to do so um we're going to be more active again back on our social so give us a follow on chai 20s and um go raptors go because game four is happening tomorrow and um I'm still manifesting, so <laughs> we will see whatever happens, happens. But at the end of the day, we're still proud of our boys. So we will see everyone next time. Have a great rest of your day and week. Bye.